My biggest mistake was accepting a client who I knew from the very beginning. I was not the coach for her and she was not the client for me. Ever worry about making mistakes in your coaching business? Or maybe you're terrified you'll get something wrong. First off, don't panic. Everyone makes mistakes. Second, you are in the right place. Welcome to the Coach Pony Podcast Season 3. This season is all about mistakes that coaches make when building their businesses. From contracts to relationships to websites to events, we'll cover it all to save you time and stress. And most of all, to remind you that mistakes are normal. So with that, let's get down to business. Welcome to the Coach Pony Podcast, season three, and this season is all about mistakes. And the mistake I want to discuss with Bobby today is all around firing clients. We've all had clients that we regret, so it's normal. It's a rite of passage as a coach, and it can go okay or it can go really badly when you try to separate from those clients. And so we want to dig into the mistakes that you as a coach can make when confronted with a client who may not be right for you, and yet they've already given you money. So Bobby, say hello. Hello. I'm really happy to be here. This is a tough one. Yeah. So I want to just go ahead and dig right in because this can be really awkward and so many coaches experience this. So Bobby, my first question is, what was your biggest mistake around firing a coaching client? My biggest mistake was accepting a client who I knew from the very beginning. I was not the coach for her and she was not the client for me. Okay. So tell me more about this. Why was this such a big mistake for you? It was a woman who I knew needed more than I could give her. She needed a psychologist or psychiatrist. And I think a lot of it was ego. Like I can help her. Christy, you're shaking your head. Yes. Yes, I am (laughs) nodding wildly. I understand coming from ego. Yeah. I could be her savior. You know, when I take on a client, I always have a discovery session first. It's a free session and it lasts, I don't know, about a half hour or so. And I, I ask some real pointed questions. And in talking to this particular client, and this was several years ago, but it still pains me, she was depressed and she didn't have direction in her life and she didn't like her job. She just wasn't happy in life. And that isn't my ideal client. My ideal client is a woman who's happy in the rest of her life and manages the rest of her life well, but this part of her life is her challenge. And I've known that ever since the beginning when I started my business. And she wasn't she wasn't that woman. But again, a lot of it was ego. I don't think it was as much money. I loved having the money, but it it was like, I'm so cool. I can do this. I'm so good. So how did it show up as a mistake in your business? Like what did it do to you to have this client who you knew wasn't a fit? It wasn't helping her. I'd have sessions with her. I would dread when it was time for her to have a session. I was challenged every minute of it by because I wasn't, honestly, I wasn't skilled enough to help her. I wasn't, it wasn't my expertise. It wasn't my brilliance, as we say in the business. And so it really dragged me down. Not And again, not just when I was during the session, but before the session and then after the session, because I wasn't the right person at the end of the session, instead of saying what I normally do to clients, which is, okay, 
your work to do this, you know, between sessions this week is to do X, Y, Z and being really clear about the path to help them. I didn't know how to help her. So I would say, all right, I'm going to email you by the end of the day and let you know. And so then it would drag on all day. What do I do? And then there was guilt with taking the money. It was just exhausting. And I felt for her so badly because again, she was really in pain. So I'm seeing a double-handed mistake. So one is that because you took her and you weren't what she needed, she wasn't making progress. But also it sounded like you she was dragging down your business and you were spending hours kind of with this negative energy around having to coach her and help her, plus the guilt of feeling like you weren't helping her. This was bad all the way around. Is that fair? Uh, absolutely. And And probably after the first, maybe the second session, I knew I had to do something because it wasn't fair to her. Right. Mm. And she was also becoming really attached to me. So, so I knew I had to fire her. Uh, she was the first and one of the only over 12 something years that I've ever ended the coaching relationship with. So that weighed on me for another session or two. Right. But I finally did decide it, it was the absolute best thing to do. And, and what and, and there was actually and there was actually a catalyst when she got fired from her job. So she started a session with telling me she got fired from her job. They didn't want her, they didn't like her, and that was part of her depression. And it just that was it. And I said, you know what? You need the money that you paid me in order to go to somebody who's got the skills who can really help you, especially since you've now lost your job. And um, she cried and she felt really rejected. It was hard. I, I actually, before I did this, I talked to a couple colleagues of mine and asked for their advice on the best way to do it that would help her the best. So tell me a little bit more about the logistics of that call. When she cried, what did he do in that moment? I, I tried to stop. I tried to not cry myself. Um, I, told her that I really, I understood that it felt like I was rejecting her, but what I was actually doing was giving her the freedom to get what she needed. And that it was kind of like, it's not me, it's you. But it was true that it really, I wasn't the best person for her. I wasn't the best professional to help her and she needed help. And I had to tell myself, and I still believe this, that because it didn't end well. She didn't stop crying. She didn't stop feeling rejected. She wasn't really hearing what I was saying, but I have to believe that she did at some point. And she realized what I did for her was the very best thing. You know, she paid me like five, six grand. I could have taken that money. I could have done all my sessions with her and she wouldn't have been any better. I mean, some, but she wouldn't have been able to get past her blocks. And, um, I could have done that. God, that's just, that, that's just not the way I, that's not me. So you refunded all of her money. I refunded all of her money and the logistics were, please take this and use it for a therapist. Right. And if you, and I gave her a couple recommendations on therapists that I knew that she could work with. And I gave her some ideas about what questions to ask when she talked to people. Again, I don't think she heard it. And I followed up with an email with all the you know information. I don't think she heard it because she had just been rejected by her job and she was overweight. And so that was a big issue for her. You know, there was a rejection everywhere. 
I, I, to this day, I really hope, and I really, I guess I do believe it was the right thing to do, but it was hard. It was very difficult. I want to point out you did something good in that you managed her exit. You gave her her money back and you gave her resources and even questions to ask. So you helped as much as you could support her on the way, though I know it sounded like it was a bad experience for you both. But I also know you've had another experience. You've fired another client and it was very different. So I want you to tell me about that story as well. Yeah, just it, it was actually just recent. I had a client who was actually a referral from a personal friend. So, you know, that always has sort of overtones. Yeah, that has overtones. And it also makes you want to succeed even more, right? She was, she actually, as I got to know her, I realized that she was very, very, very high functioning. And even, and that her story was different than most of my coaching clients. What I had to offer her, um, not that I do the same thing for every client at all, right? I have, I have my toolkit, um, but the toolkit that I had was not what she really needed. And so after about the third or fourth, I think it was the fourth session already, and she had paid me in advance, like almost $7,000. I started thinking, you know, I, I don't think I'm a, the best coach for her. I think that there's other people that could help her. She needed, instead of somebody to give her more um, mindset coaching, because she was all set. She was confident. She didn't have man, you know, like fear of men or hatred of men like some of my clients do. She's had good experiences with men in the past. She needed to focus really more on just online dating. And so I got on the phone with her um, during a session and I said, you know, you're, you're lovely, you're this, you're that. You know, I just told her the truth, how much I enjoyed working with her. She's just delightful. And I don't feel like I'm the best coach for you right now. I feel like I've got somebody else that can really help you much better. And at that time, she was like, yeah, I agree. I mean, she said, I'm so glad you said that. And she thanked me because she was feeling this. She was frustrated. I wasn't helping her the way she expected I refunded part of her money because we had done four sessions. I had definitely given her some support and some skills and knowledge that she needed. I referred her to a colleague um, who she ultimately did hire. And we both talked about how much we enjoyed each other and respected each other. And she felt like I did it in integrity. And, um, and it was a really positive experience. It was like, Hey, we learned this about each other. We really like each other. We, we admire, you know, why we came into this relationship. And um, she thanked me because, again, I could have just kept going. Yeah. So I'm interested in the these two stories because am I right in saying that the first client that you fired where it went badly, you knew from day one you probably shouldn't have taken her. And the second client you actually didn't know and you didn't realize how high-functioning she was until you were into the coaching is that fair? So you, you should never have taken the first client. The second client, you weren't, you didn't know until you got into it. Yeah, that is right on. And I, and I don't, yeah, I don't look back and go, oh, I should have known. No. And that's in a way, you know, that's something that you have to do. You have to, you have to have the humility to be able to say, I made a mistake. You know, we're talking about mistakes. Part of it is you just have to be okay and then figure out how to fix it. And these things are fixable. Yeah, they are. So tell me, why were these two mistakes ultimately a good thing for your business? Well, the first client I really did learn, I, I don't I don't say trust your intuition. It's not, intuition is a gut feeling. And there's this wonderful quote, 
I, this isn't exact, but it, it says, you know, intuition is a gift that women have, but don't mistake it for quick judgment. It wasn't that I had intuition about this first client and I didn't go with it. It's that I had knowledge about her that I just sort of missed red flags. I chose to overlook red flags. And again, um, I think I chose ego. It was over, it was through ego. So it was a good experience. I mean, I learned about myself and there aren't very many clients over the years that I've had that happen with, but I have had a few and uh, it's been a really positive thing. So because of this experience, does it mean that when you got red flags in the future, you did not take those clients? Right. Yeah. So it taught you what to look for. Yeah. It taught me what to look for. And it taught me that it's okay. Even if I had $0 in the bank and that's happened over the many years, it's okay to say, you know what, here's a recommendation for you. There's always, it's always that, right? It's here's what I think you need. And I want to really underscore that because sometimes you are desperate for the money especially as a neuro coach, we've all been there and you just so desperately want the money. You want to say yes. But as you talked about the damage to your business and to your self-esteem and to your just daily life, feeling terrible about a client like this is so bad for your business in the long run. It's months of feeling that way. Yes. So it's better to say no to the quick money up front. So you have the space and energy to get those good clients. Would you say that's fair? Absolutely. And you know, there's the other way there's been some clients. Cause I love when I love my, like, I love when, um, the great thing about being a coach versus like a therapist in some ways is that we get to be real, more real. I think, do you find that? Yeah, I, I have not had that much experience with therapy myself. I've had a tremendous amount with coaching, but uh, I have heard that. And yeah, I think we are not as encumbered by certain rules and regulations for sure. Yeah. And and for me, because mo people choose me as their coach because I've had the experience in my life that they want to have, right? I mean, I got married at 47. That's that's what my clients want. I, I get to share about myself. And so we develop really close relationships I've had some women that honestly, at the beginning, I didn't feel they were, you know, I knew I could help them, but I didn't feel that, oh, I, I love her. So the opposite of what we're talking about is true too. I learned as I got to know people just how lovely they were and how I just treasure them, just having them in my life for however long, right? But the learning, you know, like you're talking about how it's helped, this last experience with the woman that, you know, I, ref I wrote her check. Well, I refunded her 4,000 bucks. And to be quite honest, <gasps> I didn't like doing that. <laughs> yeah. No one, no one likes to refund. I'm with you. I don't like doing it either. Even when it's, you know, it's the right call. Exactly. I, I didn't like doing it, but I knew it was the right thing and I felt good about it. And what I learned was, yeah, sometimes that you just have to learn that you're not the best person and you can really sort of let it go in a way that's really positive for both of you. It doesn't have to be scary or nasty or negative in any way. Yeah. And what I heard in terms of tips around that was you were proactively communicated as soon as you knew the second time you were very clear on that you refunded what, you know, what felt fair and, um, you had resources for her immediately. So you did not leave her unsupported again. And, uh, and sound like it made for a better, I mean, you did some of that the first time, but the second time, because you had taken the client in really good faith this time and you knew it sounded like a much better experience. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And, you know, I'll probably see her at a dinner party someday, right? Friend of a friend. And I'm, 
I feel really good about myself that I managed it that way. And it came out really positive for both of us. Yeah. That's awesome. That's really, really good learning. So now it's time for us to get to the sweet part of this interview, this episode, which I like to call the lightning round. It's always sponsored by one of our programs here at Coach Pony. And today we are sponsored by Build a Real Business, which is our signature program aimed at helping new and struggling coaches learn how to build a real business full of happy paying clients. So if you want structured training, step-by-step help and real life support, for a reasonable amount of money, then please get yourself over to coachpony.com forward slash Barb dash invite B A R B dash invite and grab your invitation to join us and become a successful coach yourself. And of course, because I love chocolate, we're always sponsored by something sweet, but actually I've run out of chocolate for the moment. And I just want to talk about some of the awesome red wine I've been drinking here in Mexico because some of it has got that like chocolatey undertone. So I'm just saying, if you're ever like, you know, in need of something, a very awesome Mexican red wine from this mountainous region where we are is pretty amazing. So just throwing that out there. San Miguel de Ande is where we are. And there's also Valle Guadalupe and Baja California. Yeah. Just, just saying super sweet goes down easy. And, um, yes, sometimes medicinal, maybe, I don't know. Anyway, maybe not. All right. So with that, let's get to the lightning round. Bobby, are you ready? Ready. Bobby, can you tell us firing your client tip number one? It's really hard. So be honest when it's not working and manage your client out with integrity. Yes. A hundred percent agree. I have nothing to add. Tip number two, choose wisely. If you are private coaching, for instance, never take on a client without talking to them in person first and listening to your intuition and yourself for any red flags. If you do this, it will definitely reduce the likelihood of you having to fire a client later. Bobby, final tip, firing your client. Tip number three. It is okay to do it. There are times when ending your relationship with a client is best for both of you. So don't wait to do it. When you see the flags, when you understand it's the best thing, go ahead and take action. And really, I mean, Bobby shared her story so beautifully today. And I just want to underscore, I've also had to fire clients. Every coach does, no matter at what level I've fired clients. When I was private coaching, I fired clients when I was group coaching. So, you know, it happens it's normal. It's a rite of passage. You're going to end up even no matter how wisely you try to do it, you will end up with people who aren't a great fit at times and it's okay. It's normal. It happens. We all do it. So don't feel bad. Just, you know, make that mistake, move on and learn from it because it happens to all of us. And so with that, because we always want to make sure you understand mistakes are normal and you can't move forward in your business without making them. We're going to close with our super cheesy sign off. So are you ready, Bobby? I'm so ready. Okay. Remember you can't be great without making mistakes. Awesome. (laughs) Thank you, Bobby, for this episode. So of course, don't forget to hit subscribe and we'll see you next week. Thanks so much for listening. If you loved this episode, hit subscribe and leave us a review. We appreciate you. And if you know another coach who could really benefit or is struggling, feel free to share the podcast with them. Finally, if you want to avoid more mistakes in your business, then please, for the love of chocolate, join Build a Real Business. 
our comprehensive program to help you find happy paying coaching clients. It's the step-by-step training and real live support that you need to build a coaching business that you absolutely love. You can find more information over at coachpony.com forward slash Barb dash invite. That's coachpony.com forward slash B-A-R-B dash invite. I can't wait to help you and I'll see you next time. Saddle up, let's ride.